Lou, you chose this movie. Ooh. So just welcome, boys. Welcome. We're getting welcome. into this movie. 30 minutes or less. We're uh, back. I, we are back. And I can tell you that this was a random decision. I was stumbling across like just doing some scrolling and it popped up and I was like, why the fuck not? And actually lose a scroller. I, I'm a scroller. And we were at practice and you had mentioned watching a, spe- a, a very specific film that stars uh, one of the co-stars of this ah, movie. But of and, course. <laughs> and, and that, that also got me that pretty much solidified it because I was up to pick the next movie. And like, I, seen this super recently so yeah here we are we're sitting down yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking mm-hmm. indecisive opinions and fucking three minutes or less let's do it Crazy. what what um what, what were we what were we talking about it was was it a danny mcbride movie that i mentioned i think no no well, you were was talking it Nick then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, you're talking about Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, dude, you're gonna talk about fucking cursed. We're gonna bring yes. up cursed. Okay, never mind. Never mind. We can jump past cursed. Uh, no, no, I think I think most people nothing to I, talk about. I think most people did. Uh, to most be honest with you, jumped past cursed. <laughs> that wasn't a Wes Craven classic for you, Joey, huh? Nah, man. Not into werewolves. <laughs> not into werewolves. Uh. I don't, it was, it was the, yeah, um, I think I was just like, oh, this is on HBO Max. I'm going to fall asleep to this movie. And you know what? Did exactly that, guys. Cursed. <laughs> fall asleep to it. It's, it's so weird, but so many like famous, like teenage 2000 stars in it. And it's definitely like one of the first things Jesse Eisenberg was in before he blew the fuck up, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. he was under the radar kind of playing the same character and everything, but, uh, once 30 minutes or less is once you're at this point, it's like he was in Zombieland social network. Like he's a dude. He he does things now. He's a, he's an actor that can do more than just the one bullshit, even though he does that one fast talking, nerdy, neurotic type of kid, like so well. well I feel, I, and I this feel is like... a, this is a good example of it though. where like, there's a character arc here from whenever mm-hmm. we jump into the timeline, there is a character arc with like same old Jesse Eisenberg into another like you know just kind of tough guy skinny white dude but he's he's a little tougher now you know he experienced some shit what shit some shit went down <laughs> some shit did go down some evil oh, genius down some evil genius shit <laughs> exactly exactly what was that joey there's always some shit going down with jesse eisenberg man you know yeah that's what it seems like and then you throw in a, some Danny McBride, some Nick Swarsden, some Aziz Ansari. There's shit is gonna be happening. It's a recipe for disaster. So Lou, since you started with this, I'll get some segments up for us to, you know, start her off. Uh, for you know, for first time viewing of this, do you remember or where where did this movie come from when you first knew it? As we said, this is like a rewatch, random choice. But yeah. give us your well, origin of the 2011 start for you know wherever you first came across 30 minutes or less. So, Bring it on. so this this movie, I I did see it when it came out. I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I definitely ended up like pulling it right from. I don't know if it was like a red box or Netflix or whatever it was. It's was probably red box or something, but it was one of those movies where like, for some reason, Jesse Eisenberg, like I always associate him with being like the poor man's Michael Sarah. And, and there's nothing against him. Cause I like Jesse Eisenberg, but like, I felt like they were very 
linear in like the type of roles they would get in like kind of like not the loser but like Dude, the absolutely, meek like it's it, it just that that really so so I always kind of overlook stuff but when this came out it was like okay you've got Danny McBride okay which at this time not as huge as Danny McBride today yes but mm-hmm. yeah but you had out pineapple express correct not not nearly not nearly as like he is now where it's like righteous gemstones and like oh right you know, writing halloween, halloween and yeah, alien dude. covenant alien and shit. Covenant. yeah right exactly so yeah, like those things so now it's like and then it's like nick swartzen which it's like okay you got david spade's friend you know <laughs> in this movie it's like and aziz and Zari, which obviously for me it was like i'm a big parks and rec guy so like oh, yep. that made sense Tom so like, Haverford for days Tom Haverford, treat yourself. So it's like, it was one of those, it was one of those things where like, I, I, I didn't know what to expect when I got it. I was just going on the simple fact of the, like the cast alone. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Literally four guys the on the cover. You're like, I like, I like these four guys. These four guys are in other things. Fuck it. It's like, it's this has got to be good. It's like, this has got to mm-hmm. be good. Right. And then, and then it's like, so that, that's essentially how this started for me. It was a, it was a blind choice purely based on the, the actors that was it I, I didn't even know the plot i just <laughs> knew those those three were and i was like i'm gonna check this out 30 minutes or less that's it mm-hmm. and you get some uh then, then some 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 michael pena dude michael pena was hilarious dude michael, michael pena was hilarious in this movie dude he's he's great in that funny, fucking movie man funny Tongo. guy mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't he's that good. his fucking name <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, from, he's from he's from detroit right yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Grand Rapids, baby. Well, like they brought him in from the city. Carlos Pena's character from the city, like the professional killer or whatever. He was yeah. either from he was either from Detroit or was from Chicago, but so, for some reason Detroit is, would make sense well, because yeah, of where it takes place. Yeah, 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 it's Grand Rapids. Yeah. So that's yep. the city. That's the big one nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. What about like uh, what about you, Mike? Was this were you? foaming at the mouth when you heard that this movie was coming out or did it kind of take you by surprise like uh, no this was definitely another like under the radar because 2011 was just busy year like um for, first year in college starting my first band you know doing shiz getting stoned being a maniac uh i definitely missed it whenever it came out and I don't exactly know how, like, it was just one of those a year or two later, definitely saw it on TV and was like, okay, like, I guess there's not a shit ton of F-bombs or whatever. Like, it, it, it wasn't like Step Brothers or fucking super bad when they're on right. TV where the entire thing is just, no, 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 you can't, you can't even watch this. <laughs> like, I, I do believe this is rated R and there's some F-bombs and questionable jokes and such and such, but like... Uh, I, I remember like whenever it was on TV, it was just one of those, like, all right, I can pop this on. Like at some point there's shenanigans and like some action, you know? So, so fuck it. And I, I do remember whenever I first saw it, it was like, uh, all right, like, let's sit down and watch this movie. This looks like it could be good. Same, same thing. Like just based off the cast that I could see a few people or whoever I knew were in it. And, uh, it wasn't like a huge like, oh my God, this is my favorite movie ever type thing. But it was definitely like when it was on for a few years in a row, I would just always watch it, you know, just sheer like re- rewatchability. Like, oh, OK, like this movie, you know, hasn't aged perfectly because of like simple things in it. But the overall movie for like a barely 90 minute 
like film that's called 30 minutes or less like it moves dude like if you know Ruben Flusher and you know fucking uh like Zombieland other shit that he did it's got that flair to it you feel the oh, flair yeah. Yeah. oh yeah like you guys have seen Zombieland uh oh yeah of course you know? uh yeah right that's one that just people have seen um Ruben Flusher did the Venom movie like the first yep like from a few years ago um he well, also did uh he also did some other movie that's completely different like gangster squad he did gangster squad well i think well, nice. i think you said you said it it's, perfectly. Got, it's, it's got that film style i don't know yeah we said mm-hmm. flair but it's it's also it's almost like it's kind of a charm yeah like his his movies have like a they they have this like endearing like okay wh- what is the premise of 30 minutes or less delivery boy gets roped into this really half-baked shitty idea, you know, and is forced to pitch. Yeah. (laughs) It's the elevator pitch forced into forced to do something shitty under penalty of you are literally going to blow up. So like, but there's something, there's something endearing about the whole movie because it's like these, it's like Dan McBride, his character alone. It's like, he, I feel like that. Yeah, is Danny McBride just like that? In, is, like, <laughs> is he like that in real life? I don't know because he is playing the same type of character that he does a lot as well. But I kind yeah, of feel he that pulled it off so good. Yeah, I feel <laughs> that with all hilarious. of them. There's there's even like a scene or two where Aziz has like a rant joke, and it's very like how he does his stand up. You know, mm. it just seems mm-hmm. like did they write this part? You know, or were they just like Aziz take take it away, do some things. Like Danny McBride can probably improvise off his ass, I'm sure. Oh yeah, and he you just know, adds honestly, his. Thing. I wonder how much was improvised in this movie. I feel like a good chunk of it could have been. I, you know, I would be interested to to yeah. see if there was any improvisation because, like, definitely, I feel like you can always tell when Danny McBride is improvising mm-hmm. based on like his reactions or like how he'll keep a conversation going, but by just like you know, adding little tidbits. It's really, I don't know when you watch enough of like Eastbound and down, it's like, I know that you're winging this right now. homie. Yeah. I know that you're, you're not, this is not scripted. It's just, yeah, yeah. there's something, there's something about Dan McBride and his delivery of lines. So, um, you know, with something like this, I, I would be very interested to see if, if, you know, homeboy director was like, I'm going to talk. I want you in this movie because I know you can do this. Well, you're going to play a good villain. You know, mm-hmm. well, I feel like that was the thing, like for sure, with Jesse Eisenberg too. Though is like, oh, this kid was just the main character in the movie I did like two years ago that was a hit. Why don't I mm-hmm. get the same guy? Because I know, like, you know, he can just do the thing. So sure. even though he hasn't worked with Danny McBride, he probably saw like Pineapple Express or something where he's that, you know, kind of a uh, supporting supporting character. I guess uh, mm-hmm. one would say he's not the lead in this, but he's like one of the leads or something. And it was mm-hmm. just like, let's see if this dude can do his thing. And does Danny McBride's thing in like mean he shows up and he improvises or he shows up and he like nails the lines as they're written and just makes it funny. You know, that's what I don't know about a lot of these movie stars because he writes shit as well. Like he's bound and down. You know that he wrote almost everything and was incorporated like, uh, whoever like will ferrell and adam mckay i think weren't they the ones yes. that did that yeah yep. like you knew yep. that they had a heavy hand in that shit but they also will ferrell adam mckay those are like the improvising gods 
the Anchorman oh, yeah. script was like 35 pages. That's exactly what those guys do. So obviously it seems like it's leaning towards Danny McBride is just an improv genius. And maybe anyone will give them the chance if they want to roll with it in their movie. Or maybe they just got the script. It's fleshed out. And they're like, Danny, read these lines, but do what you do, homie. And uh-huh. then he does. Like, it could be a real simple thing. Or he could have, like, added a fucking whole monologue of an improvise. I don't know. We don't know. Anyone out there, if you know, shoot us a DM, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Burr, burr, burr. That's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> what? So, Joey, what about you? The- you're obviously you represent you represent the TikTok generation, Joey. Yeah, so bro. tell us. Oh, tell man, us. I don't like that you said that. No, I'm just. <laughs> did you, when did you first come across this uh, this Dude, gem of a film? I remember watching this like all the time on Comedy Central. It was a Comedy this Central shit? movie. That kind of made that oh, makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, sense. I feel like it was on like FX or Comedy Central when I was it, watching I, it. I swear to God, it was probably on an F. Uh, FX, but I definitely remember watching it on like Comedy Central. Dude, I fucking love this movie. I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it was a, probably it's a, a good, year or two it's been, after it, it was out. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably when I was like, like 14, 15. Right. I was going to say, so like none of us, so none of us saw it in theaters. Was that what you no. said, Lou? Right? I did not. I did not see this in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was kind of like, it kind of snuck under the radar, which gives me the. It gives me vibes of The Watch, the Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn, how it was named Neighborhood Watch, and then George Zimmerman (laughs) existed. Ruined it. And they were like, we have to change the name of this. And the marketing fucking plummeted, dude. Like, the movie, like, did not do good in theaters. But when you watch it, like, it's still a decent, it's not, like, the worst comedy ever. Like, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn are in it. It's still fucking funny. Jonah Mm -hmm. Hill, Jonah Hill right around when he's fucking doing Moneyball, probably. Uh... Fucking dude whose name I don't know from IT crowd who's hilarious yes. in it. Yep. Obvi- yeah, I know. I'm giving I sorry, can't Moss. I cannot remember his name. Moss. Whatever your real name is, Moss. I'm sorry. He's British. He's funny. He's great in it. Uh this movie is the plot is that evil genius documentary we were talking about. Like the most crazy bank heist or whatever was on Netflix, you know. It's literally like this happened to a real guy in two thousand three. And they have shit to say about it, but we'll jump to the facts section later. Either way, it gives me those vibes of the, since the marketing wasn't balls to the wall, people were like, oh, this is a comedy take on something real that happened. Like, fuck that. Like, same as Neighborhood Watch. It's just like, no, we're not going to support this. I feel like this movie got fucked with marketing and, you know, the real guy pizza delivery who was taken hostage. And, uh... And maybe that's why it was well, just see, bigger afterwards, what, you know? Here's, that's what here's I what's even more hilarious about the fact that, like, the evil, you know, this was in, in, in a way loosely based off of that exact same thing. Every one of those motherfuckers in that documentary are disgusting. Yeah. They're gross-looking humans. I know, they like, never look as good-looking as these guys do. <laughs> no, and Nick Swartzen's not even, like, blown up yet. You know, <laughs> Nick Swartzen got like big. He got oh, very like big. He, he was doing Sandler movies right around this time. He was in. All no, when I when I say big, I mean like a oh, big Oh yes, boy. he got yes. You mean his Ga- physical body? Right, yeah, he right, got like right. jowls and yes, shit, yes. You know? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look um, like how he did in Grandma's Boy or Reno no anymore. <laughs> so, and I think the other thing that caught me by surprise too, and I want to, I just want to mention this in passing before we move on. Um, you guys know that like 
you know, my boy Fred Ward uh, is Fred in this Ward. movie as, yes, as the father. Do. Oh, yeah. A massive, massive Tremors, Tremors franchise fan. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, that, was, that was amazing to see him, like, surface in here. Because, you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those weird supporting cast members where it's like, wow. Like, this was a choice. Somebody dude, made this choice. Motherfucker you know? was in The Naked Gun 33 and a third. Like, he does comedy. You just yeah. don't think of him as he's the straight. He's always playing the straight guy. But he's yep. in comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Love Great. it. Love it. But, Red Ward. Woo. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so Joey, so this was a Comedy Central movie, wa- like a, a watch fest oh, yeah. for you. Watch yeah. fest. Interesting. Interesting. Did you, um, like, when, when you were re-watching it in preparation, like, you've obviously seen it not on Comedy Central since, but, like, I'm wondering, was it, like, you know, Mike was saying, like, this kind of can translate a little bit better than, like, say, watching Pineapple Express on on cable because it's like, oh, yeah. they, I, I, you know. I don't think there were any really any scenes cut from the movie, to be honest from you. I think just dubbing. Just, yeah, maybe some dubbing and that's about it. Yeah, because I don't know. There, there, there are a handful of F-bombs for sure. Yeah, but, I think, oh, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. pretty much, they just switched, that's it. like, changed some of those words, but I think that's about it. Then the I can't hear anything else really. Yeah, ch- changing changing stuff though. Besides the boobies, I do boobies. have to get out of the Boober. way. But, like, there's definitely some sort of insensitive, like racial jokes. The one or two of them did not age well, specifically. Oh, and I don't. Dude. I don't know if they took these because they were like, we have Dilshad Vadsaria and Aziz Ansari in our movie, and like even Michael Pena, you know, he's not mm-hmm. just a white person. So was that like the liberties of like let's throw these jokes in here because the one joke where Nick Swarsden says something, I, I'm not going to give the context or the setup so that we don't sound like we're terrible human beings because this joke is terrible. But basically, um, uh, Dilshad Vadsaria is there, like, in the scene, and Nick Swarsden says something like, dude, you got a, you got a dot on your head, like, 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 what her, like what her people do. And he specifically says, like, her people. And it is not good. That is something we can just, like, get out of this movie yeah. if possible. Yeah, there's, it's definitely stuff like that where you're like, all right, I get what they were going for. But this was right in 2011 where it was like, let's not make those cheap jokes that aren't funny anymore. Yeah. Because it, it didn't – it wasn't like, oh, it's Dave Chappelle funny. Like, it's cringy or whatever. No, like, that joke literally – I did not laugh at all. I was like, oh, my God. That is – that's not okay. Please – Please get rid of this. <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if like I don't know. You know how like with some actors and actresses, like they'll get they'll get like repeat questions. It's like Dave Grohl, right? Dave Grohl always gets questions about Nirvana. But yeah. I'm wondering <laughs> I'm wondering if there are actors and actresses like, you know, whether it's, you know, like uh Mr. Pena, Danny McBride, whomever. I wonder if this movie ever gets brought up like it's a okay, a, a perfect example, Tropic right. Thunder. Tropic Thunder could never be made today. Ever. Yeah, no, exactly. That's ever. what I mean. This was three years before it. That's what Danny McBride's like character is pretty much doing here, except Nick Swarzen makes the bombs. Like he's the Correct. side character, loudmouth, whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't. I need some motherfuckers so well. up here that speak American. God damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. <laughs> 
I mean, at least that one um, is kind of like, yeah, that one. That there's one, there's that, a couple that, other lines of his dude, I could have said it and I chose not to. Exactly, though. That's why, like, some of them some of them jump over that line of where you're just like, that's not even funny. But, like, that that one has its bits where, like, okay, well, that one's that was kind of funny. Just because it's Danny McBride, like, some southern idiot being like, I only know America. It's just like, all right, well, you're just exclaiming that Americans are stupid essentially making fun of Americans <laughs> with this joke, which in which case that makes it fine. Cause we're dumb fat Americans. Like we're Americans. Yeah. literally. Uh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. That was, that was gutter mouth. Um, but I don't know. I was like, I'll just get those out of the way. Cause there are a lot of other like good jokes and callbacks in this movie that I do like that. It really stinks of thinking like, Oh, is this weighed down by like those three really bad, like racially insensitive, unfunny jokes? Cause I hope not. But also all of these actors have been in way bigger movies that were more successful. So it's not like this is going to really drag them down or like boost them with anything. You know, it's just kind of middle of the road. It's, it's what it is with us. We didn't see it in theaters. We just caught it on TV. It's somebody's favorite movie out there. Probably. I'm sure. Oh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Some dude who's just Jesse Eisenberg obsessed. And this they... and Batman vs. Superman are his favorite movies of all time. Ew. He's a sad <laughs> motherfucker, whoever that is out there. I was there. just going to say, but, he's you know, got to be a glutton up, for punishment. Hit us up, we'll hit you on, we'll get you on the podcast when we uh, cover the movie Seven. So, mm. glutton, <laughs> gluttony, one of the seven hey, hey. Um, I want to, I wanna, since we nailed some of that good shit out of the way, I want to jump into timeline in it so we can point out yes some more of those good jokes and good scenes and you know uh cool film stuff that ruben fleischer does and a pretty solid soundtrack of songs that also pop up as well um that's what i noticed because the very beginning is uh the very beginning is the hives and i almost messed up whatever the name of the song was with like saliva it's called tick tick boom Yep. And it's probably in about 50 movies. <laughs> I was just going to say that and one I, reoccur- I, massive oh, yeah. reoccurring. It was, and- it was in a lot of like uh, video games too. I, th- I remember like Need for Speed and fucking Madden. Dude, the literal 20, like 2011, day, 2012 or some shit. I watched the movie after this one and it had that song in it as well. I'm pretty sure it was 28 Days <laughs> Later, right? honestly. I, we're, I was what? talking about 28 Days Later. I'm pretty sure that it's in 28 days later. All right. I'm going to have to watch that now. <laughs> or maybe. I'm have to... I mean, I was watching some other shit. I'm, I'm not sure. But it was, but that's one of the most recent movies that I that I watched since this one. So I'm trying to think like, yo, is it in like 10 seconds of that? Or did I watch some other movie? Either way, that song's in movies. Ha ha ha. I, I do enjoy the Hives. Uh, oh, Hives are great. I, lo- I love them for being whatever type of weird punk band they are. But uh, I just think it's really good with the, the character arc of Jesse Eisenberg's character. How it opens up with him just speeding. He's smoking a J. He's not dressed like well or anything, you know. He's got the shit blue Mustang and fucking uh, Tick Tick Boom by the Hives is playing. It's very much like, this is going to be an intense stoner movie. I haven't seen this from Jesse Eisenberg before. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we have like once or twice or three times actually, but it's cool. Like you just want to be zombie land without zombies. We get it. It's funny. I like mm-hmm. it, but um, it's just, it, it's a good opening. It jumps right to it. This movie doesn't really waste too much time which is why it's a good like 82 83 minutes golden it is a quick dude it is number. a quick that's how long it, we like doing these for yeah dude it breezes by like there's not a lot of scenes once he gets the vest strapped to him 
where just nothing's going down. Like it's supposed to be intense because this dude's got a bomb strapped to his vest, but it's a couple of fucking idiots who did it. So who knows if it's real or not, but like shit ensues. Antics ensue. Uh Shenanigans. 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 Oh, shenanigans. I swear to God, I'm going to pistol whip. (laughs) I just like literally in my notes, I had to write like very fitting tick, tick, boom. And I was just like, ha ha ha. But, uh, also because the credits roll up with that blocky CGI, same as Zombieland one and two. I'm sure you guys caught that the way, like Uh the car like drives into the credits, you know, and they like explode. Yeah. yeah, Some shit like that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, is really, really good opening of how he doesn't give a shit. Cause he like asked those kids, "Oh, you guys like old duels, right? Fuck dude, you, love old duels, dude." <laughs> and then the fucking Beastie Boys comes on. I'm like, "Yo, this guy's just taking their money and running." I was just like, for those who don't know, old duels is non-alcoholic. Beer. Na. <laughs> so any of you trying to quit out there, but you love the taste of shit. I see. I, I, I do <laughs> for <not>. you. <laughs> Oh man, there's it's just it, it, or, I don't know or that for, non-alcoholic Heineken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they went on with that pretty for a while, but Oduls like has been that's the OG. It's dude. the OG. Yeah. That's the OD. <laughs> this is like ten years ago. OT. Oh my God. Odul rules. Odul rules. Oduls doesn't get you drunk. I don't even know what I'm going for. It was uh, I just uh, there's a lot of dumb jokes in the opening that even if that's the slow portion of it, like. I really like Aziz getting that really awkward blowjob. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Definitely not that. Uh, that great. But hilarious, uh, hilarious, hilar- hilarious. He looks and pretty awkward. uncomfortable, man. I know he looks pretty uncomfortable. I was just like, this is so. This is so bad. This is so bad. What does and, he uh, say? I, what does he say to him? He's like, I can't. You know, this this woman is is giving me a is agreeing to give me a cert. Like uh, he didn't say service, but like. He basically when he's like oh. trying to call him off, like, dude, she went in for the kiss afterwards, and he's like, I'm not gonna deny this woman, you know, like, or I can't remember what he says, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, dude, I know. that line There's was the fucking jokes, good. The reason to watch the movie, if we we don't get everything right because we didn't write this, but no. it leaves it leaves some up for the imagination. Yeah, 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 it's funny, but Jesse Eisenberg's there. He doesn't he doesn't give a shit about anything, you know. So timeline, sorry, you, you were trying to timeline. Sorry, I... that's around. No, no, that's around there. That's why I was just trying to say he, Jesse Eisenberg's sitting there like watching him, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, it was a great show, dude." Like, wow, Jesse Eisenberg, dude, you were watching me the whole time. Yeah, dude, you're just <laughs> yeah, classic disease. He like it's definitely awkward and weird, but he just like I don't know, just showing the character arc of how like nothing fucking matters to him. He's got a shit job, twenty something year old, whatever. Like, I don't know, something like that. Watches it's his friend relatable. in a car. <laughs> relatable. That's what, no, what's relatable is the next scene when we finally, when we see Danny McBride and Nick Swarsden and they're watching Friday the 13th part three. Oh, and he's yeah. just like, he's just like, come on, Jason. I'll fucking, I'll fucking kill you, Jason. And they're just like humping the screen and every, and all that shit. And then Fred Ward just comes in and is just like, what the hell are you doing now? And, and he's just like, it's Jason Voorhees, sir. So like, great. Who are you two <laughs> pretending to fuck this time? And he straight up answers, it's Jason Voorhees, sir. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> there's not 45 minutes left of the film. Also, that was like the last 15, 20 minutes that they were showing on there. So <laughs> it's just, it... they fucked that one up, guys. Nice try. Can't fool me when it comes to this fucking hockey mask movie. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. 
Yeah. And he's just like, I know, I know a little bit about Atlanta from, uh, from rap music. <laughs> I thought that line was so stupid and funny. I was just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of Atlanta. They're in rap music. We said, like Hotlanta first or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He probably said Hotlanta or something like that. Exactly. Seems funny. I don't know. There's a lot of good jokes in the middle there. Uh, and then, hey, also maybe not too acceptable, the remix to Ignition by R. Kelly plays, and they're jiving in a strip club, and it's just like, well, Classic. this seems like this. Yeah, this seems like this exists. <laughs> Classic. And I uh, and I like how before Nick Swarzen's like showing them the explosives or whatever. Like when they're watching TV at one point, it, it's like a it's a scene in Die Hard where like John McClane is like. Uh, like trying to disassemble the bomb or whatever. Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think, was mm-hmm. the one specifically. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy it. I was like, oh, that's so. Or n- not, not fucking Danny McBride. It's Jesse Eisenberg and Aziz are watching it, but Danny McBride and Nick Swarzen are the ones with the bombs. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that's a little one for people that might not uh, know Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's like this dude is specifically just putting bombs in like buildings and making like Bruce Willis, John McClane have to find them with and, also Samuel and, Jackson. Yeah, so I was just going to say, and, and the oh, most important, the most important, the dude, most entertaining it. motherfucker. I, I think See that how is, I said motherfucker. That is a severely underrated. <laughs> uh, oh dude. For a while, I would say, even though the first is a classic, I'd say that that was my favorite diehard because if I have to choose a sequel, I do love the one Justin Long is in, but like diehard with a vengeance is really just like, it's just a good film. Wicked just an, good. another intense, just fucking like movie that keeps you fucking moving the whole well, it's time. Intense. It's intense, and not that I want to be talking about Die Hard with a Vengeance on this podcast. It relates to the bomb, the bomb stuff, the bomb stuff. <laughs> well, see what, what I think. What I liked most about Die Hard with a Vengeance was that you learn that it's a complete diversion. Yes, that is like you go through the There's whole a mystery first part angle of that. kind. There, of you go through it, the know? whole first part of that movie, and it's like he's being forced on this rat race around town in order to prevent like all these people from dying and all this shit. And then it's like, well, no, 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 but they're robbing the mint, you know, they're the treasury, yeah, you know, yeah, like doing the, it, the underground the, thing with the fucking dude, trucks awesome. and shit. Yup. It is awesome. It's awesome. But you know, that's why I was like, Oh, there's kind of some heisty shit involved in this movie as well. Like there's a whole scheme on top of a scheme of Danny McBride being like, yo, what the, like, what do you, th- what do you think this isn't America? Like we get someone to do our work for us. And that's the whole reason why they're like, we're not going to rob a bank. We're going to strap a bomb to this kid and make him rob a bank. And they think they're fucking geniuses for doing it. They think they're evil geniuses, you know, <laughs> dumb motherfuckers. So funny. Danny McBride, Nick Swarzen playing like dumb guys in a movie. Hey, no way. Like they're not good at that or anything. Like that's not what the entire fucking role of what like Nick Swarzen does in Reno 911 is or anything. Fucking Terry. <laughs> so hilarious just a horny idiot but yeah i mean there there are some parallels there but uh i thought it was just even more clever of how they show that on tv for a second because they're trying to get the point across that jesse eisenberg's like kind of a movie nerd or whatever you know relatable so i thought that that was a good little uh i don't know little little input that people might not pick up on depending how much they actually know about Die Hard or not. I'm sure a lot of people just hear of it and make the Christmas argument about it, but they don't really know the sequels. <laughs> it's right. a franchise, guys. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I really, really, just before we get past it, I, I really enjoy the entire sequence when 
after the bomb is strapped on him and he's basically told like, this is what you have to do. You know, I'm going to blow up this mm-hmm. teddy bear. I love yeah, the, teddy the bear. fact that he goes and sees Aziz at work and like, goes to a fucking school. I do. I have, like, I have that line. Did, the first thing you did was thought it would come to, you know, drive <laughs> to a school around a bunch of kids or whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. No, that is, that is, I really do like that. Uh, I was going to say the line of when they are showing him the bomb, uh, when he's first strapped up and he blows up the fucking teddy bear and Danny McBride is just like, yeah, see, I like that teddy bear. I don't even fucking know you. Just that That is the most classic Danny McBride. Like, like he gives a setup of like, here's something I care about. And then you're the absolute opposite of that motherfucker. Like that is the most Danny McBride thing yep. to do. Like that's a line where that could be improvised or he kind of just shifted it and said it his own way. And it became like, boom, that's perfect. Like, <laughs> I like yes. that teddy bear. It's a fucking teddy bear. He he values this teddy bear's life more than this human kid that's going to rob <laughs> a bank for him. So he has to blow up the teddy bear to show him. And then it's just like, you could have just like not blown up the teddy bear. You know, I, I get it. I get it. Funny, pretty funny shit. Making a, there's a couple Hurt Locker, like there's a reference to the Hurt Locker when they try to like get the vest off. And they're just like, well, you know, what, what do we do? Uh, did you ever see the Hurt Locker? And he's just like, I don't oh, know, yeah, no, yeah, I never yeah, saw yeah. it. They, they both didn't see the Hurt Locker. And I'm just like, yeah, the Hurt Locker won Best Picture like two years before this movie was written. So, hey, it won Best Picture, but do people still see it? Not all the time. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I did see it, though. And you know what? Guy Pierce, I love you, buddy. That's all I'm going to say for people that haven't seen the Hurt Locker. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can't you know, spoil I, too much with the oscar winning best picture or anything in the first five minutes of it what did he say though he was like no it's on my queue or something yeah like that. yeah yeah. he's like oh it's been in my queue but i just haven't watched it yet yeah dude i keep it, scrolling past it and watching 30 minutes or less instead <laughs> oh man dude it's a good one uh when three when third eye blind is playing in the car and nick swarzen's rocking out Moments really funny. Yeah. Danny McBride's just like, oh, yeah. we're, not, we're not a couple of frat guys trying to finger bang girls while listening to Matchbox Twenty. Well, doesn't <laughs> he make he makes him the he there. makes him the the mixtape right for the yeah yeah, yeah he makes him the mixtape and so he just takes the mixtape and throws it out the window and he's like this is not working because fucking uh, Jumper by Third Eye Blind isn't hard enough for him you know. <laughs> dude, that song's hard as fuck. I don't know what he's talking about. I know, right? It's about a dude jumping off something. Like third eye blind goes in, guys. Third eye blind goes Matchbox in. Twenty. I love how he calls it Matchbox Twenty, though. I thought that was great. Just that era <laughs> of whatever that kind of music is. Nineties pop rock. I don't know. Alternative pop. Ro- yeah, yeah. Right. I don't even know, dude. I'm not into rape. I'm just into sliders. <laughs> 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 this is usually what people buy when they're going to rape somebody. Yeah, well, we also bought this George Foreman grill kit. <laughs> he's just, so he's just, he's just justifying it. Like, yeah, well, would rapers really buy this grill? I don't think so. See, it's it's shit like that, man. Like, who was that written for him? Or did he, like, what I would, what I would be interested in learning too, and if anyone knows this, message us lurking class uh lurking class official at gmail.com um mm-hmm. message us i want to know how much collaboration that because danny mcbride's a writer in this movie yeah he's well, a writer it more more importantly like he he's not just an actor Jeff. he's well 
you know, he's well, well more, or he's a little bit more well-rounded. So I'm wondering if like, you know, either a, he wrote shit in preparation for this movie or not. Um, I mean, he's not credited in the story screenplay thing at least, but like, you know, that's how actors are when they join a movie. They can, you can be fucking Christian Bale and change the entire movie around right. if you want to, you know? So, uh, I don't know if these funny dudes are like this or not. So yeah, yeah, let us uh keep keep us in the know, people. Let us out know. There. Let us we know. We need if you to know. know. So we just drive over a fucking butt ton of jokes and shit that uh around that same time there's uh the whole fight with with um Aziz and Jesse Eisenberg where it ends up being like you know. Like you, like you, you told everyone that my mom banged the lifeguard. Oh yeah, yeah. my life, and he's just like, I thought it was cool that your mom fucked a lifeguard. I was just like, what is the thing about like lifeguards? I don't. Two thousand something. Like why? This isn't the Sandlot. It's it's strange. <laughs> Are they so into it, lifeguards? It's strange. <laughs> There's a lot of dude, a lot of good stuff in there. I'd say right when the movie starts kicking off or towards the middle of it, some the, the just the heist scene or whatever the bank robbery scene there's so many just funny mishaps and bullshit in there i i love everything about that when she throws the gun you're like oh it's going to go off you just know it oh yeah and then the Who blue the fuck the throws blue a gun face. like that yeah <laughs> here you go here give the, give this guy a 20 or something he's a, he's a team player the blasts him in the face <laughs> okay okay sandra this time we're not without friends the bag, anymore you know what sandra we're not friends anymore. <laughs> so good whatever they say their names are before they go in there mm. he's like he's like mm. you'll be Cruz, and he's like dude that's the most badass name i've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so you know so you know what that scene reminded me of too is stealing um, Harvard? Yes. Yeah, ex- thank you. Thank you. Yes. Go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, I want to be Steve. I want to be Steve. Banged all those girls at summer camp. Yeah. Oh my I god. Be Steve. Yeah. Dude, fucking Kyle. So <laughs> fucking hilarious. This guy Kyle. He figured three girls at summer camp, man. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> it's so, so stupid. It seems like they took that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do stealing Harvard soon enough on here, guaranteed. Yes, that is one. That is a lose favorite. pick three picks from now. Just yeah, favorite. Uh, that's one Love of my all. faves, dude. Dude, uh. what are you? What are you doing? A contra code or something right now? Up down, up down, left right, left right. <laughs> dude, Michael Peña is so funny when he's. Oh my god, that part is so funny. <laughs> no, no, his what what I found very interesting about Michael Peña, just his career in general. So. One of my first like actual memories of seeing him like in a main character role. Did you guys ever watch Vatican tapes? No. Okay. No. Shitty. Don't. Oh. Okay. Don't. So was it, it like it, early? Because you know he was in like Crash in like so 2004, this... but he was in some things before then. Even that's like you know Crash was just Oscar winning. Like no one knows why, but it did. He was so in shit. He did shit like in the early this 2000s. Would have, this would have been after this movie but it would have been maybe like two oh, okay. or three years after okay I so say. it's still in the in the 2010s it's pre- so think of it this way it's it's like pre-ant-man right yeah okay. but it's but it's after this 2013 and sure something. 13 14 somewhere around there um it, it's in a nutshell and i don't want to derail this too much about talking about my opinion but where where i'm going with this is i feel like that movie in particular was a horror film. It was about literally the Vatican and like these demons and shit 
terrible. I mean, like to the point where it was like, this isn't enjoyable. This is just poorly written. Kind oh, of dude, shit. I don't even. I, he did a lot of shit around then too, so I don't know why he would. I don't. I, do it that. was just it. It. it, it I mean, Ant Man. Me right, be- right before Ant Man, he did the fucking mer- movie Fury. I remember that was like 2014 oh, yeah. or something yeah, you know yeah. Brad Pitt. yeah yeah the like tank, it's only, the tank yeah, one tank one right? it's only five guys so it's a pretty big movie i feel like that helped him a lot but then even the year before that he was in american hustle which was like yeah, huge award played. movie pop- <laughs> yeah 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 what he says like i'm or he's like i'm from i'm from the bronx or something like that he leans over yeah cuz Ah, oh, dude, that movie's the great. Bronx. They- dude, that's that's a great movie. And then right before that, End of Watch. End of Watch got him all the other serious roles, you know? Like, he did a lot of shit right after this movie that it seems weird that he would do something shitty like that, like the same year that he's in fucking Ant-Man or, or a, a fucking Oscar-nominated American Hustle, you know? It's just like, maybe the Vatican tapes or whatever seemed like they were uh, going to be a hit. But uh, dude, it was, hit. It, it was terrible. <laughs> Is he um, in a bunch anyway, of other horror movies? I don't think he. I don't doing... think I... one of my first things I remember seeing him from was well before this. It was Observe and Report, Seth Rogen. Oh movie. yeah, great movie, great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sad, yeah. actually, Ray, no, Ray it's, it's a sad, it's a affairs. sad fucking movie. No, it is like it's not when it's it comes depressing, to at least Seth of. Rogen. Obviously, <laughs> it's not one of the best ones, but like, yeah, it's just kind of like I remember seeing it back then, right after like it came out, and for some reason that. And like Eastbound and Down are around the same time when he pops up in the the fucking second season, which is my mm-hmm. favorite season. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the owner of the churros. He's owner of the churros. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking dude, that's so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, given given uh, Michael Pena his flowers for sure. Yep, it's good. Yep. It's good in this. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how much farther it goes, but. Dude, it's been a long day, and I fucking hate the Eagles, man. But they play some Glenn Fry. The heat is on, and it fits the scene. Like, oh, dude, I, it's fucking I get perfect. It. It's fucking perfect. perfect. I hate how perfect. perfect it is. I hate how perfect it is. Uh, it, it works so well, and and I'm <laughs> it really glad does you mentioned. Well. I'm glad you mentioned like when at, at, when we first kind of started talking about this movie, like when we kind of kicked off the podcast or whatever. It's Solid like soundtrack. You mentioned, you mentioned the soundtrack, and like, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna say something that might be contrary to, to popular opinion, but like I feel like movies today have gotten away from soundtracks. Yes, like killer soundtracks. Yes, right? Because like I feel like the movies of our youth, there was a sweet there was a sweet spot for just like movies that were packed with great songs. Yeah, and I'm dude. not saying I'm not saying that there's not period movies like American Hustle, for example. That movie is filled. It's a great soundtrack. Yep. You know, you get your Billy Joel and all that shit in there, but like, it's a good soundtrack. It's a period piece, though. Yeah, right. Because it's seventies and shit. You correct. Know? Like, yeah. So, like, music with, era. With with, I feel like with with a lot of movies nowadays, for some reason, you don't walk away being like, "I'm gonna go pick up the soundtrack." It's like, no, I'm gonna get the score. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up score. John Carpenter's <clears throat> score of Halloween Kills. I'm not. Yes. You know, he's promoting like, the shit out of it. On that he's promoting the shit out of. Check out the Instagram page. You can see him promoting this, the soundtrack. You can that's see available. the day the soundtrack comes out that he's promoting it is also the day the movie came out in theaters, and he's just like, "So the soundtrack here, guys. Hey, what's up? Hilarious. I'm JC. <laughs> it's so it's fun. like, so it's that it's that type of thing that it's like this. I think represents like very easily represented a great like era of not only like you know comedy films but like soundtracks 
Great soundtracks. soundtrack. Yep. Great yep. soundtrack. A little after this, they kind of start falling by the wayside. It's not as not as huge it, a deal. I almost want to say iconic. It's like almost as iconic. iconic. It's almost as iconic as like the movies, you know, themselves. Yeah. It's, it's very yeah. bizarre. I don't know. No, I know. No, you're right. You're right. It is. They may do. They can shape. They can shape a film or not or ruin it, you know, vice versa. Uh, That's correct. Joe, is there anything in the beginning, middle here that we've gotten to that you want to fucking point out or jokes Dude, we or hit anything? all the parts. We hit all the parts. We hit I all the parts. Wanted, I wanted I wanted to point out the the bring the bomb to school. I thought that shit was fucking funny as shit. Was that hilarious? Yeah, that that it? shit was hilarious. The you brought a bomb to the school? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first thought is to come to a school. Oh man. I know. There is a lot of that's why I was like, I gotta mention the blue, the blue face, because it's a callback eventually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh there is a there is a point where there's the Michael Pena Fred Ward fight, which is a uh, pretty pretty comical for <laughs> the two straight guys in the movie, like then have a fight and they're both like so tough that it's like it's funny, so overly tough, you know? And uh yeah. And when Michael, Michael Pena, after he fucking shoots Fred Ward, he's he's rummaging through some shit, and there's a Gress drum set in that bedroom, Ooh. bro. Gonna put my nutsack on that drum set. <laughs> yep, I, probably doesn't I, get played. One other hilarious thing about like Fred Ward's like character as like kind of that the father yeah, that's the marine like guy. <laughs> the, the ex-marine that like won the lawsuit and and whatever. <laughs> yeah. What always, what always, I always found funny is that like. I love that scene when they they walk out of the house for the first time. It's like, oh, I bought another truck, and it's like, it's the most gaudy. It's wrapped in the American flag, you yeah, know. It's just like yeah. there's something about like it's basically like think about like Talladega Nights when they show like the the front of the house and there's like there's like five pickup trucks and yeah, two exactly. boats and fucking a Corvette. It's like yes, they somehow managed to capture like the the stereotypical. American, Dude, right? We're it, Americans. Yep. It's just ins- it's I I, <laughs> I I get a kick out of that. And then, it is. And then this, the scene too, like where they're fucking, they're uh, skimming the pool and they're actually hashing the plan out. Like I don't yeah. know, man. Dude, yeah, just, something about that. <laughs> there's well, there's something about the fact that it's like you see the interaction more so of like, you know, Fred Ward interacting. With, he's basically paying his kid what was it like ten bucks an hour to fucking skim his pool. It's like yes, he's a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, so, so funny. He knows it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a, I don't know. There's not wait, too many. Wait, what did what did what was that line in, in that Nick Swartzen says? And he's like, yeah, but I got this sweet ass garage, and they're making them in caves in Afghanistan or something like that. When they're talking about actually, oh, dude, probably. dude, you know how to build a bomb or whatever. He's like, yeah. I got the sweet bomb making shop or whatever he says. I don't know. It's just like everything yeah. about the aesthetic of them. I remember they're the first idiots. like they're, they're idiots. idiots. <laughs> but see what's what's funny about Dan McBride and I. I'm gonna. You guys may or may not like see this, but like my, you both have met this person. My friend Eddie reminds me a lot of Dan McBride. Oh for some yeah, reason. yeah. He is. Kinda, I, he's high energy kinda. enough. Super high energy. What you know, up, Eddie. <laughs> hey, what's up? Shout um, out, Ed. Dude, shout out Eddie and Dave. Yo, you fucking guys have a podcast, and I fucking love that podcast. Your voice on the radio. You have a radio voice, dude. And I'm just like, have you heard yourself talk, motherfucker? You are the radio. Like, he's telling me that while this guy's like, dude, have you ever fucking heard your own voice before? I'm like, dude, you sound literally 
like fucking like Matt Freeman and like the, the fucking <laughs> Muppet had a baby and you're just and you should be on the radio. All right, Ed, like we appreciate you, bud. But like you got a hilarious voice all in yourself. My God, oh, it's you so funny. Make your own podcast with uh, coming up next. The the Ed and Lou show about childhood. <laughs> <laughs> talking about talking about the degenerates that uh that we've we've come across in our existence dude um, yeah um okay so before i forget to, yeah go go you got something you got no something? no go go dude you there's just there's a good attention to detail like edit in here where when jesse eisenberg finally takes the vest off towards the end he's like dude his like shirt stained sweat yes, yes. I yes. thought that was really good how that like sticks throughout like the scene. Like he's sweating, like he is a disgusting mess after this day. And I don't know. I just really like the little things like where, you know, Sam Raimi doesn't give a shit about that when like he cuts scenes in the early evil dead movies. Like it's clearly like not f- just flawless. Oh, the camera's chasing up to the car. And then the next shot is like, Oh, now the car is 30 feet away. Okay. Yeah. That, what? that makes total sense. I know it's it's so it's just like it adds a level of hilarity to it, but for like Ruben Fleischer, like Zombieland, like he's usually very like has attention to detail with the effects and stuff like this. And it was just one of those things like I want to point out because I feel like the outfits aren't like you know there's not some like a great costume or anything in this. Like they they got the monkey masks on and they got just the ski masks when they're robbing the bank and shit. And Danny McBride always has like a Metallica or Slayer shirt or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah super hardcore dude here guys like uh i definitely like uh a movie that's shot within like a day or the events take place within a day super bad clerks type of shit where jesse eisenberg's wearing the fucking tito's pizza or whatever like he's wearing that shirt the whole time once he takes the vest off he's fucking sweating he's a disgusting looking mess like i enjoy evil dead movies where they can rip on how bad that detail and edit editing is but uh for a movie like this i just that was the first thing i saw dude when he like slowly unzips it and it falls off i'm like oh dude look at his fucking shirt stain from that thing like this dude yeah. perspired throughout the day <laughs> dude well in, in oh that's... yeah dude imagine all that stress fucking i know that's what i mean yeah that's what i mean it makes sense like that's a little yeah, detail like that that i'm glad yeah yes <laughs> a good i don't one. I don't even I see in I think that's an that's another thing that like when you have movies that take place in one day mm-hmm. in particular it's like yeah. that that level of detail it's it is Yeah that necessary. effect really it really amps it up it really helps it a little more you know well, it it sells it it sells it much more so than just being yes. like and, and not just well, Evil and, Dead's like a gore fest like galore right. that's why when like the amount of blood isn't on his face exactly how it was before is like that's kind of just how horror movies they always do it like well, that, that's, you know? that yeah that's like you can never get that the is... blood right again after yeah. you just had it the day before because you're on set for fucking three months well it's like i i feel like that type of that level of detail with something like you know with evil dead for example it's like that's negligible you know it's like but with a movie like this it's like you know, you kind of rely on that level of detail, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, because it's not, it isn't a low budget movie. You know? Yeah. yeah, I, No, it's got, <laughs> it's got the shit that you would expect. Like there's, it's like close to Zombieland, but then there's, but there's some like 
there's some explosions, you know, there's the car chases and the fucking whatever, like, yo, that car got fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, there's definitely still like a big budget in this movie, but it's not as nonstop as uh, another, as like Zombieland or some other type of film like this, you know, but uh, it's still, I don't know. It's just that little, little details like that, man. I can get, I can get with them in something like this. It does. uh, It really does make a difference regardless of, of what folks pumps it up what the folks think <laughs> ratchets uh ratchets shit up um, it's ratchety um you guys got any other things you want to dive through uh nice abrupt ending in this so you're not you know like we said this movie moves and then it's fucking done there's a good character arc for danny mcbride not bailing on nick swarsden like he always does and they do it very cheesy like tropic thunder and it's easy oh, like, you, you came back for me bro Bros before hoes. I was like, this is every movie Dan McBride is in. Pineapple Express, Tropic Thunder. Like, I love it. It's great. <laughs> and uh, and then even Jesse Eisenberg, like he's taking shit seriously, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, wants to make things work with with the with the Aziz's sister, <laughs> with Dilshad. She's she's very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. That's about it. A lot of other good jokes and sequences for you guys to for you guys and gals and peeps out there to check out that you'll like. Uh, I think the I think the the ending joke was the one that somebody told me when I mentioned we were gonna do this movie uh, on the podcast. They were like that. The one joke I remember from this movie was the code to the vest, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" At the end, when Dilshad's just like, "I how did you remember the code again to reset the bomb or whatever?" And she's like so impressed about it. Jesse Eisenberg takes a beat, and he's just like. It's not important, but I, I did it. You know, like, <laughs> how did you remember that super crazy code? Probably, and it's just six nine six nine six nine. Dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like your password is password. I just, it just proves how fucking dumb those dudes were. You know, like they're really just a bunch of fucking fledgling idiots. I love it. <laughs> it's okay. uh, it's definitely. It- if, if if you haven't seen this or if people are listening and haven't seen this yeah we recommend um, it i think highly oh, recommend it. we ship it we ship it, be- it. because we'll that's, ship it to you that's the point that <laughs> like you you had brought up mike and like it was definitely the same for me it's like this movie flew under the radar i didn't know i didn't know that like yep. really how great the movie is mm-hmm. and it's short dude it yeah. is it's a little it's an hour 23 if it's going to fit real well after the fucking evil dead series we're doing. Cause those are all like 80 minutes. <laughs> yep. It, I think, it, yeah, I think minute it's 20, like an hour minute, 23, right? Yeah, hour something? 23. It said on like, I think on my Hulu and even on IMDb. Yeah. It's a quick one. Uh, Joey, you got any, you got any shipping or, or details or a fucking, uh, who you, you met? You met Danny McBride, right? Oh yeah, dude. Six months ago. No, I'm just kidding. Oh dude. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went down to fucking North Carolina for Righteous Gemstones, hung out with uh him and uh John Adam Goodman. Divine and John Goodman. <laughs> no, I yep. you know, we gotta mention it. We gotta mention it. If you guys got anything else, I got a couple facts. Lay it on me. Is Let that me good? We go, we jumping into we jumping into some factoids. Let me hear some facts. They um uh well to start off, soundtrack, good stuff. Um they have Harry Manfredini credited for, I believe, when they show the Friday the 13th, which is pretty cool for those who don't know. Oh, Harry Manfredini. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally the in the barn. 
So nice. that's the final uh fucking scene in like yep. part three. So yeah, yeah, I really I really like that. Um I believe uh I might have forgotten about it, but there is the um there is the fucking uh what is it? Whatever the, the Beastie Boys song in the beginning. Cause you can't, you won't, and you don't stop. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Shadrack. My voice. Shadrack. Uh, Shadrack. Thank you. I was like, I don't know why I don't know the name of it, but it's on in places. And uh, yeah, yeah, some some good some good tunes and stuff like that. Um, the whole thing about how we said this was. Uh, let me just read exactly what this says on IMDb. You know me going hard with my fact section. You can probably find these all on IMDb or Wikipedia. Just type it in. Anywho, the plot of this film is similar to the real-life incident that occurred in 2003 to pizza delivery man Brian Douglas Wells, <clears throat> depicted in Evil Genius, the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist from 2018. And so the writers of 30 Minutes or Less said they only had vague knowledge of this case before writing. Wells, uh, Brian Douglas Wells' sister, publicly lambasted this film, saying she doesn't think it's funny to laugh at the innocent who are victimized by criminals who care nothing for human life. So talking about going under the radar and such and such, maybe this lady was fighting as hard as fucking like michael jackson's relatives for music rights Mm. and you know it just it made it you couldn't market it the movie couldn't have been marketed because honestly i just don't remember seeing fucking previews or trailers for this i was like 18 years old i watched movies back then i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know who knows anyway there's that whole documentary Hmm. if you guys want to watch the real life movie not inspired, look at how ugly inspired. those people are. And those people are ugly. <laughs> ugly, dude. That is Lou's opinion. He's a very attractive young man. So no, I am not. No, I'm not. Dude, I am by no stretch of the imagination a fucking fashionista. Lou, you, like, are, you are married, okay? That means you're hot, my no, guy. No, that doesn't. That doesn't mean the contrary. Lou's um, too sexy for his sideburns, too sexy to wear sleeves. Too I'm sexy to not wear a hat you, all the I'm time. telling you, these motherfuckers are like <laughs> grody. Makes it's, Danny McBride look super attractive compared to it them. It does. I. It's just like it's 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 very. That's I don't great. know. Watch yeah. it. Watch it. Um, watch and it, watch this movie. Watch, watch this, this movie, movie. More, more importantly. Watch um, this movie. <laughs> so the restaurant for which Jesse Eisenberg's character drives is a real restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where oh, no film shit. takes place. And a lot of <clears throat> mostly all of it, or at least a lot of it says was shot on location in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which I'm sure isn't surprising for anyone that's been to Michigan. A lot of those driving sequences look like some fucking shitty automobile type city where everything's polluted as fucking the show Detroiters took place. I don't, that's where I'm getting it from. I watched a lot of Detroiters. <laughs> but um, the pizza place is called Vito's Pizza. Uh, I believe who, that was the same place that like, Brett Gelman worked for. Yeah, Brett I was just going to say, does dude, Brett Gelman own Vito? Brett Gelman. No, no, no. It's, it's a place still in business as of January 2021. But uh, I think they just said it was the same name, at least, back then. Okay. So maybe it's not Vito's Pizza, but it's still a pizza place. So, you know, a lot of good stuff shot on location. Um, uh, this is in the credits. There is a final video where you can see the advertising of a tan local called Major Tan, and a website was really created on January 2011 for the movie for the Major Tan. Those wow. guys finally get their dream of the tanning salon. 
but also but you can also get like bjs if you want there oh man <laughs> so fucking stupid dude uh uh, I don't know about this one, but I think it's just weird. The screenplay for this film was featured in the 2009 blacklist of a list of the most liked, quote, most liked unmade scripts of the year. So the script was around in like 2009 and it was just sitting around and people liked it and probably people passed on it knowing of the true story or whatever. But still, this movie came out in 2011 and the Evil Genius documentary was like 2018. So like... How big of a story was this real life thing in 2003? I don't know. It wasn't enough for me to look it up, but um, doesn't you know, seem that big. Movie roughly made about it, so that's funny. Um, even the restaurant where Nick Swarsden and Danny McBride eat is a real place, the Taco Place. That's a real restaurant. It's called Taco Boy. As of January this past year, I thought that you was know, funny. I, I kind of like that. I like that. You know, movie shot on location, that. dude. Yeah, yeah. that's Fucking cool. Michigan. Shout out Michigan. Give Michigan their flowers. They'll probably Mi- die within a day of being there from all the pollution, but give them their flowers. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of the mention of the thrash metal stuff with uh, how he's got the Master of Puppets uh, shirt on or whatever. And then I, it says at some point his ringtone was Raining Blood by Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Yes. Okay, I was like, you guys probably know that more than me. I heard yep. it and I was like, yep, that sounds like Slayer, but. Cannot a hundred percent confirm. Don't listen. The to best, the, the best part about that too is like the technology was so indicative of that time frame too. Dude, yeah, the like, fucking flip phones flip doing phones, all yeah. that shit. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it reminds me of like cellular, with Chris Evans. Mm. That whole thing is based off like having a cell phone. Like, wow, what a simple movie. Uh, simple concepts, baby. Simple, baby. Uh, there's at one point, Dan McBride makes that fucking joke in space no one can hear you scream and then he's like it's, it's from alien dude yeah yeah danny mcbride a- alien covenant like a big four big years alien, later, big three, alien guy big alien guy this dude big alien guy shout out to big him. alien uh, guy big alien guy <laughs> but, but still though like you, you think he fucking loves those movies and that was the insert or it was just a reference to another great movie, which writers do all the time. And then it's just sheer luck that Danny McBride ends up getting involved in uh, Prometheus or Alien Covenant or whatever, you know? I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I wonder what the, what that process was yeah, because too. like he has his, he has his production company or whatever. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Like which came first, right? Like, right. Yes. Chicken or the egg. But, uh, he, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, huh. Some things we may never know. I thought another funny one was when they're in that scrapyard or whatever. You can see the words gung-ho, and that was the location for the 80s film called Gung-Ho. Oh, no. And oh, you're just shit. like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, 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 in Michigan. So uh, that's about oh. it. I think I already mentioned how he messes up. He's like, yeah, there's 45 minutes left in this film. want to see what happens with fucking Jason Voorhees, dad geez, get off my back. Like, that's like the last 15 minutes of the movie. And they credit fucking Paramount and Friday the 13th Part 3 in it, which is funny. Of course, it's got to be fucking Part 3, though. It's got to be I like Part 3. Part (laughs) 3. Part 3 is good, but it's just like the first two were so ripe for the tip. It's because they want to show the hockey mask. They're just like, let's just jump to that. This is the Jason everybody knows. Yeah. But like, Part 4 and 6 are really fun anyway. Anyway. Me being a movie nerd i think that's about all the factoids you guys got any things final ads we recommended it we did some segments uh 
There's some trivia coming up. Yeah. That's good. Get it. Have you forever Let's... holded your piece? Let's do it. Holted. Forever holted your pizza. I do believe, even Paisan though we pizza. got Paisans. Shout out Paisans. Give them Shout out flowers. Paisans. <laughs> Sponsor us. It was fucking Lou, even though we got fudged by our Evil Dead 2 recording, which we may do in the future, obviously. Clearly upset about that. But um, from where we're recording this now, Lou's the current champion from the Evil Dead uh, games when this is being released. So I'm just going to have you guess first on starting with the game we called What Year Is It? And awesome. how I will do this is I will give you three titles, three titles <clears throat> of movies, and I will give you a year. And one of these movies did not come out in that year. Okay. You you have to guess which one. Um, You'll probably recognize most of these movies because as I try to tie things in, because not everyone knows everything about movies, at least somebody in 30 minutes or less is in all of these movies that I will be mentioning. So okay. I can kind of give you a little help, but Lou, you get to guess first. Joey, you just got to guess another one. It's a game for like three, two or three people. So you can get three answers and one of them's left over. It'll be funny if that's the one you guys don't get and I'll laugh at you, but uh, <laughs> I got a couple of them. We'll see who's got the most points and then can go first in the next game. Cause we all know the first game's bullshit. So Lou dog, Yo. your year is 2005. Your three movies, one of which did not come out in 2005, which is what you're going to guess, is one, Cursed, two, The Squid and the Whale, and third, The Village. So 2005? Yeah, 2005. You get first dibs on which one do you think did not come out in theaters 2005, according to uh, IMDb. That is what I'm running by on here. The I'm, Internet Movie I'm, Database. I'm going to guess. Shoe is not. Squid in the whale. Squid in the whale. I'm going to okay. guess Squid in the whale. All right. So, Joey, now you get to pick between Cursed or The Village. Uh, I'm going to go with The Village. All right. Dig a dogs. Points for Joey. For some reason, Ooh. I was thinking Squid in the Whale was Brett, uh, Jermaine Clement from. Uh, no, Squid, Squid in the Whale is Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, Jeff Daniels. You know, he I'm copies Pink Floyd and pretends that he wrote a Pink Floyd song. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! Weird okay. movie, weird movie. For some reason, my buddy Pete or my sister listen to this; they're gonna be like, "Oh, I remember that movie. We all watched it when we were younger." Um, <laughs> the Village was in two thousand four. So, oh, damn, you were close, but uh, Joey, you guessed that, so you get a point and you get you get dibs on the next answer now. That's right, bitch. <laughs> rub all right, it in. just rub go. it in, just <laughs> fucking. All right, the year is 2006, Jose. Your three films are I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, Grandma's Boy, or The Bench Warmers. What was the year again? This is 2006. I'm going to say Grandma's Boy. All right. 
Lou, you get to choose. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larrells or the bench warm is. Jesus, dude. For 2006. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, You're like, one of Chuck them's and... around then. Uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. All right. Tie ball game, gentlemen. <gasps> yeah, Chuck, bitch. Chuck and Larry was uh, a year or two later. I'm not exactly sure, you know. I just know it's. Grandma's Boy yeah. and Benchwarmers were both 2006. Yes. Happy Madison, baby. Hot year for Happy Madison. Rob Schneider was just fucking crushing it, dog. David Spade also it. in both of those. John Lovitz, dude. Bit. John Lovitz fucking. John Lovitz was in, uh, I think he was the main guy in like the second Benchwarmers. No, he was the dad in the first one. No, I know, but I mean, like, they made a oh, second one, and a, he was, like, the a, central more focus. More central, okay. Yes, okay, yes, 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 yes. So, Lou, you're back to getting dibs. All you right, can make cool. fun of Joey as he... Bitch. It's like, suck it. Man. <laughs> All right. You watch it. <laughs> suck, you suck, you suck. I'll just fucking <laughs> smash you in the head with my fucking guitar head the next time we're playing a show. You won't even know, Fat Mike. <laughs> Why'd you break my fucking bass, Eric Melvin's face? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, um, this is 2007. Don't All know right. if you've picked up on... I see where you're going with Seeing where you're going with this. <laughs> Your three movies to choose from are Shooter, World Trade Center, and Hot Rod. Um, Dude's like, what the fuck is that movie? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shooter. Lou says shooter. Joey, you got World Trade Center or Hot Rod left to choose off the uh, table. I'm gonna go with World Trade Center. All right, we got people getting points each round. This one, Joey gets. World Trade Center. So World Trade Center? None of your business. (laughs) Listen back to it, punk. Uh, World Trade Center. He said World Trade Center. The Michael Pena Nick Cage vehicle. Yep, I'm very familiar. I was like, Joey might just choose this because he knows Nick Cage is in a movie. (laughs) And he... Joey hey, and Nick Cage. I like, I like Nick Cage. <laughs> and he likes Nick Cage. That's what we're getting at, folks. We all do, though. So I was like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> He's good. He's uh, good. Of course, of course. Come on. Obviously. He can do anything, man. Nothing slows him down. Do Great movie no. or a shitstorm movie. Nothing slows exactly. him down. Joey, uh, you got Joey dibs now. Through. Yeah. He pulled Edge. through. And you pulled fuck through. Yeah. So you get these 2008 film questions. Your first right. one. Pineapple Express or Adventureland or Tropic Thunder. Oh. Oh. Tropic Blunder. Oh. Uh, I think I'm going to pick uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder means, Lou, you get to choose Pineapple Express or Adventureland. And this is, you said 2007? This is 2008, my gentleman. Okay. Yes, Um, one of these is not from 2008, believe it or not. Yeah, and I'm thinking this is the one that Joey already said. So I am going to go with... uh, I'll go with Adventureland, I guess. Well, the one Joey already said lined it up for you because you are correct with Adventureland. 
Nice. I really wanted to do Zombieland, Adventureland, and Land of the Lost, but believe it or not, they all came out in 2009. Oh, no shit. I thought that would have been fucking hilarious, and then I was like, son <laughs> of a bitch, man. My God. So, as we press on, Lou gets dibs for 2009. It's just back and forth. It's just pretty back and forth yeah, guys. We need a fucking Victor. So, 2009, Lou, your three films are observe and report get him to the greek <laughs> or funny people Ooh, uh i'm gonna go with uh... <laughs> doing some cameron fry mouth stuff i'm doing uh whatever dante's friend and grandma's boy dr shockaloo dr shockaloo yeah yeah <laughs> thank you um, you might be strong. You're uh, beef I'm gonna wrong. Go, I'm going to go. Anyway. Should, uh, observe and report funny people. And what was the third one? Get him to the Greek. Him observe the Greek. and record. Get him to the Greek funny people. I'm going to go with uh, observe and report. Observe and mm. report. All right, Jose. You get, get him to the Greek and funny people. I'm going to go with funny people. Which is like, is Seth... Rogan just in all of these ones? No, no, no. Aziz Ansari is in most of these, as yeah. well as Danny McBride and Michael Pena are both in Observe and Report. But we finally have a standstill because the answer was get him to the Greek boys. That came oh, out no the shit. year before. Yeah. I was thinking that was 09. No shit. Yeah, no, no, no. It was close, though. It was only like a year different. Some of these I had a few years between. Some of them, it's tough. It was only a year or two. But, you know, it's a bullshit game to get to the next one. So... Um, this is, uh, this is the final question. Whoever gets this one, right. Um, I believe, I believe Lou, you still have first dibs. Yes, sir. All right. We're taking a jump. This is movies from 2001. Oh boy. 2001 for the win. Your three movies are Corky Romano, Joe Dirt, also known as Joe Dirte. And the classic Halloween Resurrection. Dude's like, oh, dude's like what is, dude, what is happening? I was like, Jesus. whoa, what in the frig? Um, <laughs> what the heck? What the heck just went down here, guy? Okay? I'll go Joe Dirt. In case you didn't Joe know. Dierte. Joe Dierte. The Fred Ward film. Mm-hmm. Joey, uh. Corky Romano or Halloween Resurrection? Uh, Corky Romano. All right, we officially have a standstill because Halloween Resurrection is not from two thousand one. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, I write two bonus questions and hope that you guys aren't tied, and it never works out. So, Lou, you still got to get first dibs. That means you're going to get to start off the next game because I have no other way of determining it when shit like this happens. God damn it. Anywho. Just writing odd number of questions. (laughs) Odd number of questions. This is, this is, um, this is fucking, um, we're going to, we're going to do like movie, movie jeopardy. Uh, all of these, I'm going to, I'm going to read like a snippet of like a description of the movie basically or the plot, synopsis, whatever you want to call it, you know? 
Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to guess what film it is. And Joey also has to get which was film it is. So it might be a little tougher because it's Jeopardy. Like you got, I mean, you don't have to answer what is, uh, like, you know, it's just, it's a movie, but I'm not giving you guys options. You have to think about this and answer. And some of these, like you guys, I'm confident in, but Jeopardy is buzzing rules and we don't buzz in here at Indecisive Opinions. It never works out. So I got to have to let somebody choose first. So if one of you gets it right, you'll get a point and then you'll get dibs just like in the last game. You feel me? Yeah. So for example, I will say two fledgling criminals kidnap a pizza delivery guy. And And I would say 30 minutes or less, 30 minutes or less. Exactly. And it's the same. Even if you get it right, I'll give it to the next guy so that they can guess a movie, you know, and then we'll hash it out depending on who got it right. But you can't guess the same movie, obviously. So even if you're like 100% positive on one and the guy beat you to it, just fucking guess Corky Romano. Like, or whatever. <laughs> just that would be my guess for, for all the ones I don't know. You're, you're going you're gonna to know some of these. These are all movies that you guys might know as well as the usual rules. At least somebody from 30 minutes or less is in this the, any film mentioned here. So... Um, Lou, I guess you have dibs here. Yes. Which could could possibly be dangerous, could possibly fuck himself over, who knows? Your description is a friendless man goes on a series of mandates. Oh boy. It's all right. I got I'm starting the clock. Okay. You, oh, get 30 sec- you get 30 seconds. Okay. And there's nothing. Oh, shit. Um, a friendless man goes on a series of mandates. The connection is people in 30 minutes yes. or less are yes. in this movie. So if you have nothing to think of, get the 30 minutes or less movie up in front of your face and stare at Aziz, Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, Nick Swartz, and figure it out. I have faith. And if you ever need me to read it back, a friendless man goes on a series of mandates. Ten seconds. Yeah, dude, I am drawing a blank right now. That's okay. We consider it a pass. And we'll let let Joey we'll let Joey take a whack at it. Uh, Joey, a friendless man goes on a series of mandates. Somebody from this 30 minutes or less movie is also in this film. Huh. Um, the heat is on. Dude, it fucking is. On the streets. That's like, um, that's like the interim music while you guys just think. Dude, uh, I have no idea. Want to just want to just guess any movie? Uh, okay. Not really. I don't want to sound too stupid. Answer. The answer <laughs> of a friendless man goes on a series of mandates is the film called "I Love You, Man." Which features Aziz Ansari oh my. and Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. So 
since you guys fucking understand how easy this game is now, let me give you the next one. <laughs> do I still go first because no one got it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, you do. So it's kind of a good and bad thing sometimes, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Whoever just gets the most points after I have these, that's that's where we'll go with the victor. So, Lou, okay. description is, 20 years later, a failed drummer sees his chance at stardom arise again. Rockstar. A, a movie called Rockstar? Mark the Rockstar. Or The Rocker, sorry. Can you describe who's in this movie since you don't know the title clearly and you've said two different titles? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what movie? The, the, describe the movie you're thinking of to me is what I'm saying. Talking like, about Dwight K. Schrute, the actor okay. that plays Dwight, D- Dwight K. Schrute is Dwight basically. K. Dwight K. Schrute. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. The, the name of that movie is The Rocker. As the, the rocker. second time. All right, yes. Joey, do you want to take a guess at any movie that sounds like that that isn't The Rocker? He doesn't know movies with drummers. Not really. <laughs> I know uh, it's kind of specific, so it can hurt you or it can help you a lot. Dude, I, I don't know. I suck big, at this shit. Big poopy noise. That's okay. Lou got it right. Okay. The Dwight K. Schrute rocker. <laughs> nice. Yes. Drummer one. That was a question for me. Ha ha ha. All right. Lou gets dibs. Still, your next description is a rookie patrol officer learns his new partner is an undercover fed. Ooh. <laughs> You're like, that could be a lot of things. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a snippet. Um, one of these people. Are in it. Um, oh, they most certainly are. Somebody from 30 minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that we've mentioned. Patrol officer. Um, 10 seconds. Yeah. 10, 10, 10. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on this. All right. Joey. 30 seconds for rookie patrol officer learns his new is, partner is an undercover. Is the fed. movie Chips? Joey, you've earned a point, my guy. Oh my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> like way overthinking it. I'm like, Joey Fuck. is so <laughs> terrible at this game, guys. Dude, I am terrible at this game. All right. I, we, I all, we, we all love <laughs> the Chips movie, though. So. <laughs> Damn. It was like, son of Good a one. fucking bitch. One. The one fucking movie I didn't see. I didn't see fucking chips. <laughs> oh, dude, you haven't I seen didn't that see one. chips. Oh. And it's nothing against the cast. Dude, the, cast was, the cast was great. I yes. Mean, but it was it was one of those it's like I love Starsky and Hutch. Like I like the rebooted, you know, this is it paying homage to oh, a show dude, this from is, a, this is one of the ones that it worked in. Was it better than Duke's somebody... Hazard? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, and I love all the guys in Dukes of Hazard too. But oh yeah, sure. no, no, Sean William Scott, Giant Axe are yes. fucking amazing. I've, but... I've watched Chips for sure more. All right, more all times. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving well, on. T- moving tie on. Game, I just tie game. Fucking yeah. Fucking nailed it, dude. Joey, now you get dibs. Oh, yeah. Your <laughs> your <laughs> snippet of a synopsis is 
an exiled marksman is coaxed back into action after learning about a presidential assassination. Or a, a, an, an attempt on a presidential assassination. Yeah. You get it. Let me hear that one more time. <laughs> An exiled marksman is coaxed back into action after learning about uh, an, a presidential assassination attempt. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Lou, you can guess. Lou, you get to guess. Um, Lou, you get to guess. Exiled marksman is coaxed back into action. Guess the answer. Is this shooter? Answer. The answer is shooter. Lou is right. Nice. Lou is right. Yeah. I dig it. The heat is still on. Michael Pena, the heat is on. So Lou has dibs. Only ahead by one. Joey can Ooh. still do it. This suck. <laughs> you fucking suck. This one. Oh, this one. All right, Lou, your snippet of a description is natives of a small isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures. Tremors. Are you you want to take the 30 seconds to think about this or something? Nope. All right, geez. Fucking cocky motherfucker. Joey. Do you have any guess that is not the movie Tremors? I will accept Tremors 2 or Tremors 3. Well, no, it's not Tremors 2. It's Tremors 2 Aftershocks. If, you, if you're going to do the sequels, you got to get the full title. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do. We require full titles here. Play for keeps. He doesn't have it. Joey? Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, did I go silent again? Yes, you did. So cool. you Stop did. burning time. You're wasting Just time. Answer. I'm sorry. Suck my nuts. 10 seconds. Uh, uh, Tremors 2. Uh, Aftershock. Aftershock. <laughs> I love that you guys took that to heart. It was just Tremors 1, unfortunately. Shit. Uh, fortunately for Joey, I guess, because it landed right on Lou. But, oh well. I told you some of these were going to be obvious, all right? <laughs> so, but still, but still, we'll, this, this is a good mix of. Yeah, no, no, we still have enough left where Joey can come back for a victory. Right. So we'll we'll see if Lou jumps ahead on these next two, then we'll declare it. But uh, even though he gets dibs on this, so his next uh, tick, 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 his next synopsis snippet is a man child tries to raise money for a family member with one big jump. Hot rod. All right. He, again, he doesn't want to think about it. So, Joey, is there any movie you can think of that's not Hot Rod that sounds like this snippet? Uh, no, there is not another movie I can think of. <laughs> All right. That's probably because it is Hot Rod. So, <laughs> I had to put the one big jump because of that fucking scene. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I need to go to my happy place. <laughs> All I, just right. think, I just think of that whole sequence when he picks up Bill Hader and Bill yeah, Hader's like, yeah, so I took good. his tap of acid. And like, what's up, man? Well, dude, I'll do it. 
dude, hilarious. Got on my hilarious. banana board and I was uh I was tripping balls, man. Yeah, that shit's so funny. Um I got another let's let's see how this next one goes and then we'll declare it or not. Because Lou still has the 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 heat is on. I don't know. Uh your snippet of a description, Lou, is Two down-on-their-luck guys decide to fake their own deaths and start a new life with different identities. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> I do know this one. and it, uh... Five seconds. Just kidding, just kidding. 20. 20-ish. Just makes me want to watch that It's Always Sunny episode. <laughs> or play uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Or play Grand Theft Auto 3. Thank you. Quit pandering, Lou. Answer the question. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> fuck, dude. I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to pass right, on this all one. Right. Oh, son Joey. of a bitch. Joey. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen up, guys. It's the steal time, all right? Two down-on-their-luck guys decide to fake their own deaths and start a new life with different identities. 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> I know you're going to say what this movie is, too, and it's going to be like, fucking duh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, eh, it's not the most obvious, I guess. Joey, stop looking at your fucking movie collection. <laughs> hey, you went silent. Get back here and answer. Dad, dad, dad. dude, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Fuck. I have no idea. <laughs> like I, All like right. I know, but like I, I don't fucking know. What is, what is it, Mike? It's the do-over. Oh, Jesus Christ! Had to get some David Spade up in this, guys. Uh, great, great movie, great movie. Had to get to, yeah, that one's a good great one. Movie. I really wanted to use that one. I was like, oh yeah, Nick Swartzen pops up in that. He's yes, funny. he does. Real fat funny. Nick Swartzen. Fat, fat Nick Swartzen. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> fat, 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 fat. Jowls. Jowls. <laughs> Listen, man, I love he, Nick. He some, that's nothing against health, it. That's nothing against him. I love his health him. issues, dude. He almost died, like from like several complications. Like should have been dead a few years ago. Like went on a plane, it, a higher elevation, enacted all this shit that he had. And the doctors were straight up like, you should be dead with what you have. So he's on the road to recovery the last few years, but clearly wasn't going down the right path. So we'll yeah. give Nick Swarzen his flowers here. Mm -hmm. um, I just got two more of these that are funny. I think Lou's taking it, but um, Joey, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Right? This one, your, your, snippet, your snippet description here is college buddies embark on a cross-country journey to retrieve an illicit tape. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh come on, man! <laughs> no, like, ah, what the fuck is the name of that movie? College buddies embark on a cross-country journey to retrieve an illicit tape. <sighs> Think of Simonins, Simonin, Simonin. I wish I was your dick, EL. <laughs> oh my fucking god, I feel so stupid. 
Lou, what movie is it? Lou's going silent. This isn't. It doesn't count. No, see, the thing is, this you you might have stumped me on this one too. Oh, okay, all right. Think think about someone. Two college. I'm 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 really trying no no, no. Like college two. college buddies embark on a cross country journey to retrieve an illicit tape. I think is this the right word? Illicit. Is is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm just like making sure. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Taboo. Well, the, move, the, the movie the <laughs> movie the movie ta- it's quite taboo. <laughs> well, the movie that I'm thinking of is, is it's like it's a porn tape that they have to go retrieve. No, it's not necessarily porn. Maybe amateur porn? Yeah, but it's because it was put in the wrong sleeve. And then the the person took it with him and moved away or something like that. Ah, uh, I don't know, dude. I know the movie. I just or it's something. It's something like that. the Fred Ward classic Road Trip. Oh, T- Todd Phillips, dude! First fuck film. my life. Jesus Christ! I concede. <laughs> I concede. Was Guy that of, it? <laughs> yeah, it was Road Trip. Dude, this is like 2000. It's a videotape. It's a VCR tape. Get it? I, I almost said it. I almost said road trip, but I was like, that's too easy. No, I, yes. Well, Fred Ward. So I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I, motherfucker. All right, you guys wanna, you guys wanna buzz in on this last one. All right, all right, all right. All right. For for funsies, for funlies, for funsies. This last question. The snippet is. Aim for the bushes. <coughs> what? Aim for the bushes. Just imagine like the Foo Fighters or something and somebody saying the line, aim for the bushes. Come on, do I have to I know, real, I know, I know. Do I have know, to give I the know. real synopsis for this fucking movie? Jesus. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I'm glad Jesus. you're having fun with it. That is how it should be. I'm 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 having fun, but I'm also just like these are the stories of our heroes on the streets protecting us from crime and other things. And then there's the other guys. Dude, is it the other guys? Yeah, dude, it's the other guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That was, that was pretty We're good. We're talking about Samuel L. Jackson. How can yeah. you forget that? That was pretty good. Uh, there goes my hero dying <laughs> on the ground. That was right. good. Dang. Lou keeps his championship for now until next time. Until next episode. Oh. Indecisive opinions. Unless we have any more to add for this movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. Everyone go listen to Glenn Fry, but remember the Eagles fucking suck. The Eagles fucking <laughs> suck. Fuck the Eagles. I'm not trying to take it easy. I'm trying to rock hard. Hell yeah. Woo! My top one.